0: Hey again, everybody. It's me, JR Mann. Welcome to another edition of your Life's Work Podcast. I am JR Mann, your official spiritual director. I thank you so very much for those of you who uh tapped in and and uh encouraged the podcast. Started it back up again last week, and this is number two of <laughs> a season where I didn't do any. But uh, overwhelmingly wonderful conversations uh, and text messages, and so, some of you emailed. Doesn't it seem like email is a big pain in the ass nowadays? Remember back in the day, it was like you couldn't wait to email somebody. Now it's like email just see it sounds hard, but I appreciate uh, all the encouragement, and uh, all and you know who you are. Some of you had a lot to say. <laughs> some of you had a lot to say, and I appreciate it. Spiritual direction, by and large, is not one of those topics. It's not like the UFC, MMA, right? It's not like COVID. It's not like a press conference with Trump. (laughs) It it doesn't get a lot of attention. That's okay. It is my life's work. It is my passion, and it has been for some time. And I'm glad you're joining me for the musings uh, of of my practice. Today, I want to talk about Land and the plane. Now, what do I mean, land on the plane? I had a great conversation with a client last week, wonderful guy. And we were just talking about making shit simple, spirituality simple, right? Drilling down and taking all the, you know, hoity-toity, if you will, out of the spiritual engine And, and having some concepts, right? Having some practicals, having some practices that just are easy and simple because at the end of the day, faith should be as easy, ready, god forbid, as listening to yourself. Um and I mean listening to the heart, of course, the heart in air quotes, not the actual heart. You can. It actually it actually if you sit, if you sit like, you know, I I uh I have a practice of centering prayer. I won't tell you look up centering prayer. Um sometimes uh, I can hear my heart I know a guy. Got In fact, it's a wonderful friend. He's had like three, four heart surgeries, and he's got some mechanical situation going on right now, and he tells me that he can hear it, the mechanical thing. I mean, how about that? Putting something inside of you that, that's audible like that. But yeah, if you slow down long, I don't know why the hell I'm talking about this. But anyways, land the plane. Land the plane. What is the plane? Well, the plane is your spiritual condition or your spiritual life. Again, we have a tendency in the spiritual circles, to be really crazy, nutty, like things have got to be super outrageously complicated, cosmos, universe, non-dualistic, contemplative mysticism, blah, blah. Like we we, we we use words that nobody at Starbucks what? What? Non-dualistic what? So we have a tendency to fly the plane and to fly over people, quite frankly. There's a guy named Gurdjieff, if you ever get nutty. And you want to get nutty? Uh, he's a spiritual, dude. And uh, somebody uh, took all of his kind of his teachings and put them together in one book. And it's called, the book's called *Gurjif*: Mysticism, Contemplation, and Exercises. And I'm gonna help you out. Some of the exercises, contemplation, and mysticism in the book is wonderful. You go, yeah, I love this, great, great. And some of it's like you're insane. <laughs> so again, we have a tendency to either really hit the mark, or to really be uh, all about everything but the mark. So the plane is spiritual life. You know, the first question is, do you have one and do you think about it? Right? Do you think about your spiritual condition? Spiritual? There's the Rochester coming out in me. Do you think about your spiritual condition? Do you, th- do you think about it? And if you do, do you have a, a, a simplicity to your faith? Do you have a grounding? Right? Do you have the ability to bring and take in peace, love, do you have these things without it having uh, uh, need a church service? Uh, a song from Lauren Daigle. <laughs> right, so I know a few of you out there. I listen to Lauren Daigle, and she always makes me feel peaceful, so shut up, JR. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, maybe there's a few of you that uh, can't, uh, you know, get away from uh, a little roomy or a little Ramdas, Right? Maybe there's a few of you that need, uh, you know, a little... Hindu Sanskrit chanting? Hmm? Maybe. Right? Either way, do you have something that grounds you with simplicity? And we're going to, I've got a nice little list. What would a podcast be without a list? I got six things that are going to help ground you. Help you get that damn plane back on the ground. Basically, I want spirituality for every man. That's one of my goals as a spiritual director. I want, the com- I want a commonality among us that speaks to listening to our hearts and really entering a deep kind of mystic mysticism, if you will, because mysticism is an experience with God. That's what that is. It's, it's not just one step, one person. Oh, that person's a mystic. Oh, that per- no, we all have this ability because we all can have and all have an experience with God. So it's really about tuning in heart, mind, and body. Our relationship with God, divine love, has one big component, and I don't want you to miss it. It's getting to know who we are, thus getting to know who God is. You know who God is, you know who you are. And that cycle goes round and around and around and around, which leads us to learn how to love, both in the giving and receiving. So just a real clear kind of simplistic state here. As you get to know yourself, you get to know God. As you get to know God, you get to know yourself. You get then to learn to give and take in love. And, and that's really the the bottom line, the heartbeat of what we're doing here is to really learn to love. That's it. That's it. Maybe it's also to make a million bucks. You can. Maybe it's also to, uh, uh you know, save endangered species. You can. Maybe it's to solve the homeless problem. Go for it. Maybe it's to bring uh, peace and solace to the people crossing our southern border. Absolutely. Go for it. But it all falls in line with the giving and receiving of love as we really take in who we are with God and who God is in us. But we make it complicated. huh? There's millions upon millions of books and podcasts about this one deal. Too many books, too many people telling you shit, how to be happy, how to be peaceful, including myself, including me. So, but there's, there's too many people. That's all there is to it. I'm just just say including me. But I don't want us to circle anymore in the plane above who you are, above who we are, right? Or above what God has given us. I want us to kind of land this damn plane and have a real nothing to prove, nothing to lose, a real undefended space, a real simple, ordinary expression with God. I don't need burning Bush. I don't. I, I don't need to be one of the 12 disciples of Christ. I don't need a, a long orange robe and to sit in a meditative state with my legs crossed. I was going to say Indian style, but you can't do that. I, I, I don't need a lot of these things. Because tapping into who God is in, in me, who God is in you, is as easy as just, is just finding a corner and just listening to the wants, needs, and desires Of our heart. God is simple. The divine is simple. We make so much out of our faith. We make so much out of our doubt. We overthink and underlove. We overthink and underlove. Well, I'll help the homeless, but the homeless have got to help themselves. Well, I don't know why we're going to help those people at the border. I mean, all they're going to do is come across and take our jobs. Oh, those mentally ill people need to be not where I can see them. <laughs> the mentally ill need love. The homeless need love. People crossing the border need love. This is a tenant, everybody, a simple, simple tenant of faith and the ability to take in compassion and love. We overthink, we underlove. Land the plane. Land the plane. We wander in and out of concepts and plans and processes that have no grounding to them whatsoever. We come up with every manufactured solution to X, Y, and Z. How many of you volunteer? Let's just do that. How many of you volunteer? Do you volunteer? Sound of my voice. Do you? Do you volunteer? Is there a portion of your week and your month or your year where you are just simply giving of your time, requiring absolutely zero back just because you can love? And, and maybe even parts of you want to, God forbid. Are you advocating for volunteering, JR? Absolutely I am. And I'm not, I'm not asking you to volunteer at your church either. So stop that. In fact, stop volunteering at your church and start volunteering in places that... that That matter. (laughs) Joe. you're saying church doesn't matter? Well, maybe I am. (laughs) Write me, jr at jrman.com. I'm talking about going into spaces that have a real simplicity in just automatically helping people flesh to bone, bone to flesh. That's all. Really, truly making sure that the oppressed and the marginalized, and again, the oppressed and the marginalized can look like rich people too, y'all. Depression, they're marginalized, have some touch to them. What is the grounding? Well, the grounding is the ability to listen deeply to what is happening inside inside of you. Your wants, your needs, and your desires. Now, again, there are unhealthy wants, needs, and desires. Vegas, hookers, cocaine, unhealthy. Mind, body, spirit, healthy. All right, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> I know some of you. I know some of you get just bummed out right there. Unhealthy wants, needs, and desires. Vegas, hookers, cocaine. Healthy. Healthy desires. Mind, body, spirit. The work of the mind, the body, and the spirit. So get simple with your spirituality. Land the damn plane. Get simple with your spirituality. Encourage yourself. Challenge yourself. Get outside of yourself. Number one, where do you find peace? In the mind, the body, in the spirit. And frankly, there should be three different answers in there. Now, again, as you come to really mature your spirituality, the mind, body, and the spirit will probably have one place or one thing, right, that all three can collectively go that lands in peace. And I hope it is love. I hope it is your understanding of God. But for now, where do you find peace? Mind. In your mind, where do you find peace? Where do you find peace in your body? And where do you find peace in the spirit? Is it a place, a book, a teacher, a denomination, a group? A group? A 12-step group? A church? The woods? The commute in your car? Being with your kids? Getting an ice cream? Where do you find peace? And again, peace. Peace. I don't think we have to define peace. Do we have to define peace? Okay, good. I didn't think we did. Where do you find it? Mind, body, spirit. Number two, what are the attributes to that piece? What are the attributes of that piece? Like, list some of the good that comes out of that piece. Some of the stuff that comes Maybe it's not even good. List some of the good that comes out. Some of the stuff that comes out of that piece. And how can you grow that? How can you grow that? Example. I hear it already. (laughs) Tell us what you mean. Uh, In the morning time, I walk in the woods... Uh, sometimes it's pre-dawn, very scary. I carry a flashlight because I'm afraid of the dark. I always have been afraid of the dark, and I've admitted that a few times to people. That's okay. I'm afraid of the dark. I don't like it. I'm 55 years old, and I don't like the d- hi. I'm Jr. and I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> so I carry a little flashlight, and I walk around the woods, and it's super unbelievable, peaceful, mind, body, and spirit. I'm able to manifest. There's a word that people don't use at Starbucks. I'm able to manifest a great amount of peace and solace and commune with God divine while I'm doing my morning little thing. And sometimes I'm in the office doing it too. Sometimes I'm right here sitting at this desk, just sitting, maybe doing some centering prayer, maybe just contemplating, maybe just thinking, maybe some music's on. But what, how can I grow that? What are the attributes of that? Well, not only does it kind of engage my day in the right way, right way, in a good way, in a wise way, as I center myself. But I could invite people to join me on that walk, right? I could encourage other people to do it, like I would be encouraging you right now. In fact, if you want to meet me at about 7 o'clock down at this little park in Medina, Ohio, be more than happy to walk with you. Now, I walk about a 13-minute mile, 13, 14-minute mile, so I'm walking very fast. So if I leave you or you leave me, that's okay. We'll catch up in the parking lot and hang out. What does your peace? How can your peace grow? Do you need a daily routine to find your peace, to get your peace, to make your peace bigger, to deepen your understanding of who you are and those around you? All within that, number two, what are the attributes of your piece? Number three. Number three is more of a question and then a couple statements. Are your relationships filled with chaos? And again, we're talking about simple spirituality, landing the plane, getting out of the plane, getting outside of self to really extend love into community, really feel what spirituality is, the giving and receiving of love. So are your relationships filled with chaos? And I want you to go through them. Your wife, your kids, your friends, your church folks. Your 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 synagogue folks, your folks in AA, your folks at work, at work, at work. Do you have chaos? Your friends down the street. Is there chaos in your relationships? It's more of a question than anything else. But in simplistic spirituality, in the idea that we become ordinary, out of plane, and really start to uh, uh, move ourselves forward in peace, we're talking about expectations at the end of the day. To land the plane means you're going to have to take expectations off of the table for other people. Because when you take expectations off of the table here, your relationships, I guarantee you, become less chaos, if chaotic at all. And what ends up happening is you have the ability, once you take the expectations off the table, you have the ability to see how people are actually loving you. And not just simply filter it through the predicates of what you want, need, and desire for them to do to you. So remove expectations, remove the chaos, get out of the plane. Shit becomes a little bit more simple. Less chaotic. That would be my number three. Go over that, rewind it if you have to. Number four, find a teacher for a season. I'll say it again. Because this one is a a real good one to hold on to. Find a teacher for a season. Find a guru, a pastor, a mentor, a rabbi, a book, a lesson, someone to learn from. Someone who will challenge you for who you are. Someone who is able to communicate the truth about you to you. You are not looking to hook so far deep into a person, a teaching, a person, a teaching, uh, an ideology, a methodology, that you lose your life for it. But I want you to learn from them so you can end up landing the plane. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Very undefended with your faith. You don't have to be a follower as much as you have to be a disciple. Well, isn't a follower a disciple? Yes, no, no, really at the end of the day, a disciple is going to end up teaching. A disciple just doesn't, for the incredible amount of seasonal work, just end up being a disciple. Right, If the discipling is happening, you'll eventually have disciples. Yeah. You'll eventually turn around and start to give instead of get. So everybody's got to really understand that. There are so many leaders out there that just want disciples. Well, guess what? They should be seasonal, number one. And if you're being discipled, it should be seasonal, too. It shouldn't be for the rest of your life. What we're looking for is the motion of evolving, right? An evolution of your spiritual condition. Your spiritual condition should have an evolution. And actually, it should go away from teachers, gurus, pastors, and rabbis, books, ideologies, methodologies. It really should. I'm not saying go away, surpassing, like, F you, I'm done with you, I'm moving on. But I'm just saying your curiosity in that evolution should constantly be, be. did I think, you know, uh, uh, 35 years ago when I really started, it did probably, it's probably more like 40 years. No, it would have been 55 Yeah, It would probably be 35 years ago. Did I think 35 years ago when I started to hang out at a place in, in Geneseo, New York, called the Abbey of the Genesee, did I really, really think that I would be here in my spiritual condition? Did I really think that my influence was would be people like, you know, from from Jesus to Gurjeef to uh, to Buddha to Ramdas to Cynthia Bourgeau to I mean, you know, all the, I mean, it's it's a myriad of and and then it's a myriad of teachers, but it all extends itself as an evolution. To my faith. The ability to evolve, for the record, is a big deal. If you are not evolving, oof, that's another podcast. It's another podcast. Uh, Okay, so find a teacher. Um, I've been with my spiritual director 10, 11 years. Am I uh, evolving and moving with her? Yeah, the relationship has changed almost year to year. The relationship has definitely changed from the time that I met her to the time now. My spiritual director, Cheryl, has been everything to me. Everything from a teacher to a mother uh, to a best friend. She has met the world to me in so many different ways. But the relationship takes on an evolutionary track. Will there be a day when we don't talk? Gosh, I hope not. I hope not. I hope we'll always be together. Um, In some way or another, but I understand the evolutionary nature to the relationship and you should. And and, and that's it. So find a teacher for a season. Find a teacher for a season. Number five, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Now, my weird is not your weird. I understand that. And uh, stuff that I do, I know you think I'm like this podcast. This is weird, (laughs) I don't think it's weird, but I'm sure you, I mean, there are some people that I used to work with in the TV, in the TV. I used to be in TV, my friend, for a long, long time. I know some of my TV compadres think I have lost my effing mind with doing what I'm doing now. I know they do. That's okay. (laughs) But it's not weird to me. But you don't be weird and I won't be weird. In other words, if you're about to go hang with something, some kind of methodology or process or faith or denomination, and it's weird, run, run. But listen to that. Listen to that. If it's weird, just stay the hell away from it. Because you're not going to learn in weird. You're not going to learn in the weird. You're just not, not going to. I always tell the story. I was, at a, uh, I was at a retreat a few years ago. I won't tell you with who. But there were some weird people, man, in the crowd. <laughs> That's all there was to it. And I- I'm telling you, man, I stayed the hell away. From some of the weird people, I did. I was just like, okay, I see you. You're weird, and that's cool, and that's fine. And I may actually find some you know, some evolution in my thinking and my heart to maybe someday be that weirdo in the conference. But as a as a rule, uh, stay away from weird. Just stay away from weird. Weird does not equal learning. Weird equals trepidation. Weird equals fear. Weird equals uh, suspect. Weird equals just a bunch of stuff that you just don't need swimming in your spiritual juice. Um, I will say this. Landing the plane does mean some engagement, though, of the weird. It does mean some engagement. To land the plane might mean that you uh, get curious about another tradition or another wisdom tradition. It may uh, mean uh, that you meet a Hindu. It may mean that you meet... um, um, a Christian. It may mean that you talk to an atheist. It may mean that you, um, you know, one of my clients went to an LGBTQTOQ9 uh, uh, a dinner. And listen, calm down. You know, I'm just, it's just a joke. Everybody come. Um, and had a great time at the dinner. Um, my spiritual direction practice as a bunch of gay and lesbian folks, uh, that circle around it. And I don't consider that weird at all. Uh, some do as a spiritual director. Some people say, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? How do I do that? It turns out the gay community believes in God. <laughs> it, it, what? <laughs> yes. Can you believe that? No. Yes. It turns out the gay community loves God. When we adopted kids, somebody asked me, uh, uh, about, uh, is it different for gays to adopt kids? I'm, You know, I'm pretty sure uh, gays uh, love children too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just tangent. It's just tangent. It's okay. It's a tan- write me, jrjrman.com. Okay, uh, number six, and that's the last one and we're done. Give yourself a giant certainty break. No one knows shit, y'all. No one does. No one does. All right? Christianity doesn't have it all. Buddhism doesn't have it all. What? (laughs) It writes, people, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting to hear you. My phone's ringing. No one does. No one's got it all. No one's got it all. The ways to stay simplistic are to rid yourself of certainty. To stay open to everything. To stay open to love. To give and receive love. To stay open to people both male and female, and to any gender, and to any race, and to any religion. No matter what their t-shirt says, no matter if they have a mask on or not, no matter if they are crawling across the border, or they are living in the whitest community in America. Stay open and stay out of certainty's way. Because certainty leads to black and white, certainty leads to right or wrong, certainty ultimately leads to opposition and oppression. Stay open to love, stay open to non-duality, all these things again are a little plane ride. But when you land the plane and you really start to be open with people and give and talk and learn and volunteer and say hello, your spirituality takes off. Once you get outside of yourself, get outside of yourself, give yourself the ability to not hold cause, but to hold being as the most important fragrance, fragrance you're sniffing or putting on. It's not about the doing. It's always about the being. It's always about listening to your wants, needs, and desires. And then your hand goes out, right? Your heart goes out. Your compassion comes to life. Your empathy has action. Your love has action. Your words have meaning. Your spirituality has skin and bone to it. As Bill Wilson of Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, is famous for saying, feet on the ground, head in the clouds. Touch people. Recognize people's need. Hold people's desire to be more. Encourage people to love. Feed people. Clothe people. This is simplicity. When I said that last one, I think about the thousands of people that are making their way across the border as we speak. Not because they're looking for a free ride, but because they are needing and they have need for things that you have daily that you never think about. Will we be a generation that stays stuck in the clouds, stuck in the internet, Stuck in the social? Or will we be a generation that speaks to need, holds need, lands the damn plane, gets out of the plane, and literally skin and bones another person's understanding? You decide. You decide that last one. I can only hope it moves you to act in some way. I can only hope that your service and faith and love for God leads to his own creation, whether it's the natural world or the people world, which is one and the same. Some of you out there, I know, love animals. Fantastic. We need those people. Some of you love trees and nature and the ocean. Good, man. We need those people like you wouldn't believe. Some of you love the homeless. Some of you love old people. (laughs) It's old I don't know. I love old people. (laughs) Whatever it is you have a desire to love, go get it. Hear the need. Act on the need. Land the plane, skin and bone. And allow your faith legs. Allow your faith words. Allow your faith time. I love you. It's Christmas week. Merry Christmas. Peace on earth. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I hope your joy for this season is felt and shared with another. And I hope that somewhere in the birth of a child, we can find a way to simply hold on to what that child needed, which was the tending touch of another person to survive. So I hope you look back at humanity around you, the groups of people around you, and I hope you can trust. I hope you can trust that there's a love deep inside of every one of us that so wants to tend to each other's hearts that if we just see beyond the bullshit for a couple seconds, that we might achieve it. I love you all. Thanks for being involved in my passion. If you need me, I'm right here. jr at jrman.com. Numbers, stuff around the website. I love you. And maybe we'll talk next week.